Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. This is just a brief completion of the false prophecy word that was released yesterday. The title of the prophecy is No More False Prophecy from January the 5th, 2021. And in that prophecy, I basically went over the fact that in January 17, 2020, 2014, the Lord made it known to me that he was watching certain mega star pastors in the American church. The Lord said that he would observe these people for a period of 10 years, and that after that time, he would make an estimation about them. The Lord shared certain groundbreaking truths with me, such as the fact that his ministry offices, offices are not so common and not so easily available as people think. The Lord also shared with me that the penalty for mishandling the word of God, for corrupting the true doctrines of the word of God, for shaking basically the holy, holy ordinances of God would be death. And so I covered those things, but one of the things that I did not cover and something that the Lord brought to my attention because the word was so long is that I did not touch on the fact that repentance is necessary for these sins. And what God has been laying on my heart today is celestial. There is a sin, but it is not unto death. And this not unto death, it basically comes out of the Bible when a person will sin a grievous sin against the Lord. And the Lord does not always move swiftly to judge that person with death. But in the case of King Hezekiah, I think the story is in, I'll link it in the description box, but I think it's in Isaiah somewhere. I'm just not sure. It's Isaiah 38. And it also appears in the Chronicles, either first or second Chronicles. I think it's second Chronicles there. King Hezekiah opened up his storehouses to foreign, foreign emissaries that came from another land. So the, the storehouses of the nation are where you basically keep all the grain. You have military storehouses where you keep all your soldiers in the barracks. You have all your military capability there. And then he even took these people and he showed them all the gold and the silver, all that innumerable wealth that could be found in God's temple. And God immediately sent Isaiah to Hezekiah to ask him, not that God didn't know what Hezekiah had done. The Lord was very angry about Hezekiah exposing the wealth of the nation in such a foolish manner. And God sent Isaiah to ask, what have you shown these people? And Isaiah said, and Hezekiah said, well, there's nothing in the kingdom that I hadn't shown them. Meaning that over a period of days, he exposed Israel, Israel's strength to people who were not Israel's friends. You have to understand in those days that just because a king was not attacking you at the moment did not make him an ally. Many times kings would simply wait to gather their strength and then they would suddenly show up and fight another person. And so God was so angry that Hezekiah did that, that the Lord told Isaiah to tell him then and there that he was going to die. But Hezekiah repented before the Lord. Hezekiah's sickness was unto death. And the way that Hezekiah mitigated what the Lord had spoken against him because of anger in a righteous judgment that Hezekiah deserved, Hezekiah repented from his very heart. 
And I've tried to always stress on this channel that it's not about learning about the more obscure parts of scripture or the more obscure parts of Christianity that you may not know. It's not about all the stuff that you will learn here on the master's voice that you did not even know was part of Christianity. What is more important than anything else is learning how to court and keep the favor of Jesus Christ. That is the core of Christian life. Learning how to court, to pursue, to seek after, to dig up, and to learn with all one's strength who God is, what he requires, what pleases him, and then to spend your life deepening that relationship to court and keep the favor and the love of God. That is the highest pursuit in Christianity to say, God, I have heard of you. I believe that you are God and I will follow you doggedly step for step through the nice green clover and through the dry desert places. God, I'm your girl. God, I'm your guy. I am with you until the day I return to you by your grace and mercy. That is the totality of Christian life. Christian life is not all this other extra stuff that people make it. This is why people get confused. This is why people get sidetracked, distracted, and off point. So all I came here to say is that God was saying to these people, these ones who especially are not unto death, there is a sickness that is unto death. There is a judgment that is unto death. That judgment will not lift off of you no matter what you do. And when people see that judgment manifesting, I will just say, I know that Proverbs says, you know, when the wicked fall, um, the, the righteous rejoice and everything. But the Bible also says, be very careful when you see your enemy fall and be very careful when you see the wicked fall um, about how you rejoice, lest the Lord, the Lord um, be displeased by seeing that wicked jubilation in the heart and then withdraw his judgment from those people. And so the Lord was talking about um, people who speak on the internet to draw attention to themselves, says that these are people who want to attract almost a cult of followers. I did touch on this briefly. He said, you want to attract cultish popularity to yourself. And then some people, God says, he has given them genuine pulpits but they have abused and defiled the pulpit, defiled the office, defiled themselves, and also defiled the people sitting in the church. He said that some people have basically built monuments to themselves, platforms. Now, when it comes to platforms, we're definitely talking here about YouTube. And um, since the Lord has just been laying a couple of things on my heart, I will just bring them out in this video because it's it's always good to have um, as much understanding as you can above about a matter. And I was speaking yesterday of followers and you see this thing has become a poison in all walks of life. But since I don't inhabit all walks of life, my concern is what is going on in the church of Jesus Christ. And what has happened is that a lot of people who are leaders in the church, pastors, ministers appointed by God, they have become attention-seeking whores. That's the only way to put it because a whore is a woman who will sell her most treasured values and virtues 
for cash. And so these people have become so ensnared in this lifestyle that as long as they are producing content, so as long as the videos keep going up on the channel and as long as people keep getting that notification, you know, it'll keep them fresh, it'll keep them relevant. And you're looking at this and you, if you think or you claim that you are a wise Christian, you're wondering when does this person take time to refresh themselves in the presence of God? When does this person take time to actually pray? Okay, this person is bringing out prophecy and saying America is going to explode, but when is there actually going to be any teaching that shows that they have the depth of understanding of why God will bring these judgments? You see people throwing out prophecy and throwing out a word of knowledge, just like playing cards, just like Uno cards, and yet as a responsible Christian, you cannot perceive linked to that. You cannot see linked to that any ability in this person to actually handle weighty matters that God is giving them. And yet you continue to sit in a situation like that. Then you are the reason that such people build up cults of popularity because you are part of that cult. And what a lot of ministers have gotten swept into, unfortunately, is the need for approval from Christians. I find this very strange, especially to any that God has truly called to prophetic office. You study any biblical prophet, which is the very first thing that God will have you do. He will make you read these people over and over until you literally want to pass out with hoping that he will give you another portion of scripture to study, another portion of scripture to read anything but Jeremiah again or Isaiah again. And back to it, the Holy Spirit will send you so that you can internalize these truths and understand the weighty tradition that you are working in. And yet people will just come out and just, please don't mind the noise. People will come out and begin to speak. And then based on the reception they receive, the next time you see them, they have tweaked their speech so that people won't be so offended, so that people will be happier with them. Pastors have begun to approach this holy and sacred word of God, the totality of it, as content. If you are in ministry, if you are truly called of the Lord, and you have been doing this, the reason I'm back on this topic is that God is saying you must repent. You read the Bible, you see the information in there, you hear the holy accounts, and then you begin to cut it up into bite-sized snippets because you want to prepare content, content. You want to make YouTube shorts. You want to make these pithy little videos that you can put on Instagram and, and Telegram and all the grams. And you are forgetting that right by your side at all times, like a white hot column of heat is the presence of the Holy Spirit, as well as the holy watching angels of God, writing down every single sentence dot and comma that you are saying in these clickbait videos, pastors want approval from the audience now. And that is a recipe for disaster because the audience many times wants to be placated in their sin. They don't want tough topics like the topics that the Lord gives me here to be brought up because it's offensive to the flesh 
People even hate to hear about the fact of false prophecy because it offends their pride so much. When you hear that somebody you think is true is false, it offends your pride so much. You're offended for that person, but mostly you're offended for yourself because you cannot accept what it says about you and your ability to actually even know what comes from God. It is so hard. The Lord is always telling me, Celestial, it is so hard for people to repent because they are so proud. Some people, you just appear like people who are, are, the lifeboat never came for the Titanic, so they didn't have enough lifeboats. But in this time, because we are not in a, a permanent time yet, where these things are just going to hit like lightning. The Lord is sending lifeboats, but people are spitting on the lifeboats and saying, lifeboat, I don't like your approach. Lifeboat, I know what I'm watching and I know she's fine and I know he's fine. And what you're doing is that your heart is exalted like the people who cursed Noah until it was time to die. You're basically telling the spirit of the Lord that the spirit of the Lord has no right to adjudicate your choices because you're perfect in knowing what's good for you. And you actually don't know that you are perishing. And that's why I say uh, nobody should find me um, cruel, but I'm here for the people who are not perishing. There's a verse in the Bible. I won't be able to give the citation right now, but it always says, it says that in the nostrils of those who are being saved, when the true word comes, when the true teaching comes, it is like a sweet perfume to those people. But it says it is a rotten and stinking stench in the nose of those who are perishing. So every time you're listening to these words, understand that I am here as a sower who came to sow. But you are the ground and you will decide if you are a zero-fold, 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold ground. I'm responsible for the seed that I get. You, the ground, will determine what you are. And many people who come here are perishing. They're perishing in their minds and their hearts and imaginations. The Lord is saying that you will be dethroned suddenly. I didn't read this part. And your death notice will be seen by all unless you repent. These weeds of the earth will be pulled up suddenly. I spoke in the last video of how I saw the Lord just uproot green onions, just uproot them like weeds. And when he opened his hands, when I saw in his hands, they were actually people dying. People are going to die out of nowhere. And it's not limited to the people, the ones that I have named. People are going to die out of nowhere. A sudden death notice means that nobody is expecting it. We wake up, we're trying to open our Gmail and Yahoo. And you know how Yahoo just, just, flashes all kinds of stuff in the banner. It just gives you news that you never asked them for. That's their deal. We will just see these things trending. You want to use Google and you will just be seeing so-and-so dead, mega pastor dead, so-and-so dead. That's what a sudden death notice is. Nobody actually gets notified until we all get notified. The weeds of the earth will be pulled up. Men will know by the wrath that strikes you suddenly that you are a man of disfavor, that you are a woman of disdain, for the hand of God will collect you suddenly like an uprooted plant and cast you on the rubbish heap. This is soon to come. This is the word of the Lord. The harvest is being prepared. 
let false prophets fall with the wicked. I will have peace from your jabbering lips, says the Lord, and the lies you tell my people. Unless you repent, prepare to meet your God. I will be free of you and the land shall have her rest. So when we hear prophecy like this, people will think, you know, God is just in heaven and he's just sharpening lightning bolts and Jinzu knives. And the truth of the matter is that the heart of God, he says that he takes no pleasure in the death of a single sinner. So God will speak like this, and it's not exactly euphemistic. It's not just a throwaway statement that he's making. The Lord has made all the false prophets. The Lord has made all the people who are in the satanic rituals. The Lord has made all the people who are breaking his laws in a thousand million, hundred thousand billion ordinary homes who their only claim to fame is that they are so good at hiding their sin. Some people are so addicted to drugs and yet you see those people in high functioning drugs and in high functioning jobs and nobody knows that this person is a a drooling slave to addiction in the privacy of their homes. God is not euphemistic because God has made all the people who are really people anyway. So when he says that he doesn't take joy in taking away the rotten part of the crop, he really means it. He does not rejoice in it, but at the same time, because of the wickedness that this is causing in the earth and the great harm it is causing to the body of Christ, God is not going to stop doing this until people get the point. Please understand, because I brought this even in the the prophecies that detail only American judgment, the Lord is going to move until people actually get still and in a way also get scared. He is going to move in a way that these pastors are literally going to start taking a second, third, and 55th look at themselves. And here's the last thing that I will say before I bring this video to a close, because no matter what some people hear, they will be deceived. And no matter what some people see, no matter how many warnings people receive, it is the natural stance of humanity to be curious. So this is something that kept coming up in my spirit. And I said, you know, Lord, I absolutely know that this is going to happen. And I was sharing it with him and I will share it with you. When these people are judged, and I'm talking about in the Christian space and outside in the secular world, in former prophecies, I've spoken of music stars. I spoke of athletes that the Lord says he's either going to take them away, they're they're going to die suddenly, or they're going to be so hurt in their careers, especially the athletes, that in one minute they will be like a God and the next minute they will be like a God who got his pedestal kicked out from under him or her. Said to the Lord, you know, Lord, I know what will happen is when these people die, let me look for the peace for he actually did say it that long ago. When these people die, the tendency will be to pour out tears for them. Why? Because people love a good cry. There's nothing people love than, oh, tears, sending tears and prayers. People just love that because in a lot of ways, it absolves them of responsibility to look deeper at what caused the judgment. If we can say that we are sending tears and prayers and sending thoughts and wishes, then we feel free of the responsibility to look inside and see. I wonder where 
how this person actually lost them their lives so suddenly. I wonder how someone who appeared to be flying so high and doing so well and was so loved was suddenly just lightning bolted across the chest by a heart attack or whatever it is. And suddenly they're not here. I wonder how what looked like a beloved son or daughter has suddenly been taken away in a moment of such tragic judgment. The circumstances under which this person has died are so scary that I, I have to look a little deeper than, than thoughts and wishes and prayers. I actually have to sit here as a Christian and ask myself some hard questions about my own pastor and about the people that I'm watching on the internet and watching on the Christian television lineup. So just a moment, please. So basically what I was saying to the Lord is this. I said, Lord, you know that when these people die, it's going to have the opposite effect that you might want, right, Lord? Because you know that in the current culture that we inhabit, when the beloved superstars die, people do not self-examine. They get very angry that their idols have been taken away. And then what you will find is you want to draw people away from this false doctrine, don't you, Lord? But when these people pass away, their views will go from 12,000 to 22,000. Their views will go from 55,000 to 550 million. Their views will go from 10,000 to a million in three weeks. Because what happens when people die is that the entire world rushes to see the body. So I said, even people who were not interested to watch them are going to come there because of, for instance, the comment section, and they're going to come there. Another thing, here's what the Lord says, I'm ready to cut them down. And all those who should have warned them will be crying for them as if they are shocked that the Lord could ever judge them. They'll be the main ones preaching heroes sermons about these who put their dirty feet in the drinking water and made the water foul for the sheep. The Lord says the pastors who survive these ones that are taken away are going to preach sermons as if they were gods. So when these people pass away, they're going to be catapulted into limelight like you wouldn't believe. They are going to be called foundational fathers of the faith. They are going to die and there will be a great burning for them. This is what the Lord said specifically of T.D. Jakes. A great burning is, of course, I explained when the king dies and you put him on that, that high raised thing and you decorate his body with scented herbs and spices and, and fragrant things and you bring the purple cloth from this place and the blue cloth from Tyre and you you just heap it up and then you set him on fire and you put him on a boat that they've built just for him and then push it out into the water and everyone stands there and goes, farewell, my king. That is a very great burning. And so I was telling the Lord, and it seems that the Lord already knew that when these people pass on, the response is going to be this great outpouring of mercy. And I see it now. When you talk about the people, even here at the lower level that deceive on YouTube, everyone's like, oh, I, I just feel so bad. I just, and, and this is just the Christian tendency to always pity the serpent. This is 
this generation's trademark, that when the serpent is identified, all mercy in the majority of Christian hearts is, I, I hope this serpent will, will make an about turn, and I, I hope this serpent will, will seek God. Of course, because traditionally, that's what the serpent does. The serpent sought God, and that's why they kicked him out of heaven. And then the serpent really wanted to seek God more, and that's why he came to the garden and destroyed our entire legacy as human beings. And that's why the, the serpent told God, I've come from the earth walking to and fro on it. You know, I'm keeping busy, Lord, looking for ways to repent. This is Christian tendency. And I personally am not going to sit here and ever cover for it or make excuses for it. People love to show mercy and kindness as if deceivers do not live to deceive, as if deceivers do not know that they are deceptive. And this is why deceivers are so successful. If there's anyone who has done survey on their target market, it's the end time, end time deceivers in the church. And so again, I will close with this line. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, clothing but inward they are ravening wolves. And so... Where it is not unto death, repentance is necessary. It's necessary for um, pretending in the house of God. It's necessary for taking people's pension. It's necessary for coming up with your own stuff at home and then just mixing it with, with Bible verses that sound good. It's necessary for putting up countless videos that tell people the catching away is just now and they should. Do you know how dangerous this is? Do you know how unprepared it makes people? Do you know that people do not spend time cleansing their robes in the blood of the lamb because they're expecting something to happen as soon as there's another Jewish holiday? Do you know how destructive it is to have an unprepared church at the time that Daniel the prophet said, and I saw the fourth beast arising, and it was more terrible than all the other beasts. And it trampled, it crushed the residue with its feet. It's going through my prophecy archives, and I saw something that I, I did not even remember that I've been having for at least five months, and I have to get that on the, on the blog, where I saw a terrible beast, a beast so terrible that I was on a prayer call with other people. I became mesmerized by the vision in front of me, and I had to eventually politely excuse myself and tell those people that I will have to join you at another time, because there was no way I could observe that vision and still be useful in praying with the group of people that I was engaged with. Something with feet as thick as California redwood trees crushing people beneath its feet. And the people were crushed to lifelessness. And then so curiously, this beast would look down and lift one leg to see if anyone was moving. And if it detected that was still a trace of life, it went back to jogging in place on people. So here, this is what God is showing me. And then elsewhere, I guess God is showing people that in the sweet by and by, we fly soon. May the Lord be the one who decides between the blue and the blue. 
This is Celestial with the Master's voice, and may the Lord bless and keep you in Jesus' name. Thank you, and goodbye.